Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, Healthy Women, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva, on January 19th, 2020. Uh, my prayer is that God would help us to see what he's truly trying to tell us and how he's communicating the way we live as Christians to be healthy, healthy as a church. And so, uh, but before we do that, um, I want to start off by just saying thank you to all the, the ladies in the house. And can we give God a hand for, for the women in our lives? Yeah, yeah. come on, man. Seriously, I, I, mean, I mean this with the, the most sincere of hearts. Yes, especially the guy that said amen last time. Yeah. We know what we're talking about. I mean this with a, a sincerity of heart. Uh, ladies, uh, you are, are so important to us as the church. Uh, your role in the dynamic of what you do in our lives and how you point us to Jesus, um, it is critical. And I, and I say that with a sincere heart and, and everything that uh, I believe God's word teaches us about um, life and, and happiness and understanding the purpose and plan that God has for us as a church. Well, this morning, uh, the passage that we're going to look at, um, I think, uh, causes a little bit of uh, tension, um, not only in the world around us, but also within the church, within the body of Christ, because um, it speaks towards something that I think people are a little confused about when it comes to women, when it comes to ladies, uh, the, the body of Christ and ladies, because I think what it does is that it, it uh, people think that these passages were put in place here to kind of suppress women, to, to hold them back and to, to minimize their value. But, but I, I believe that these passages were given to us not, not for that reason, but just the opposite reason. I think these passages were given to us by Paul to encourage the women to live a healthy spiritual life. And for us men and for everyone else in the church to help them walk in a way that would be reflective of who God wants us to be. And so I think that as we read this passage this morning, and as we look at it, I think we need to kind of open our eyes a little bit, open our hearts in regards to what God is really truly trying to communicate to each and every one of us here. So I believe that this passage is not only for the ladies this morning, even though it, it, the title of the message is A Healthy Woman, but I want us men and us children to kind of really think about the role and the value that has been placed on um, the ladies in our church, our, our wives, and uh, those that would help us and encourage us. And here's why I say that. Because if you look at Ephesians chapter 4, it'll be up on the screen and it's in your notes. Um, in verses 15 and 16, Paul says something very profound. He says, rather speaking the truth in love, we, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part, part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. See, the key here in this one specific area is that he says we, that every one of us plays a critical part in helping the body be healthy, helping the body grow and mature in faith. And we do that through love. We do that through encouraging one another, through pointing each other to Jesus. See, this invitation 
is for every person in this room to be a healthy, mature believer in Christ. Every man, every woman, and every child. And I, I think it's critical to us as a, as, as a church to become healthy, to gain a, a greater understanding and to align ourselves with Christ, with Jesus Christ, letting him be the center of everything that we do, everything that we say, and everything that we are. So I want to ask you this morning, how does someone become spiritually healthy? What, what are some of the steps that we take as both men and women to align ourselves with God's will? Well, if we're to listen to these verses in, in chapter four, it's just specifically that. It's that we are to align ourselves with Christ. It says, grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. He's speaking of a, a specific alignment, seeing God as the authority, seeing Christ as our lead pastor, that he is the one that we are to center ourselves with, align ourselves with as the church. Whether you're a male or female, we are to be in alignment with God. And in turn, this will help us as a church to be healthy spiritually. Well, let's pray together and then see what God's word has to say to us this morning. Father God, we, we bow our hearts to you this morning. We invited you into this place, Father, this morning. As we sang that song, we asked that your presence would be with us. And we believe that, that you are here with us, Father, that your spirit fills us and dwells us and guides us. Your word teaches us that we are your temple, your dwelling place. And Father, this morning, as we open up your word and as we read this, our prayer is that you would show us the things that you have for us, Father, that we would have a clarity and an understanding that maybe we didn't have before as to what you're trying to show us and teach us. Father, the dynamic of your word is so important to us being spiritually healthy as a church. But what's just as equally important is that we take your word and we apply it to our lives. That it's not just head knowledge. It's something that we understand and know and that we can repeat and quote. But Father, that it's something that goes to our hearts and it pierces it. And it changes it and it helps us to become the people that you intended us to be. So Father, as, as we humble ourselves before you, as we ask for you to teach us, to show us, to speak to us, Father, I, I pray that, that we would be willing servants, that we'd be willing to listen, to apply, Father, and to take steps towards lifting up the body, helping others to grow and mature to strengthen the body, to do our part, no matter what you ask of us. But we thank you for this, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, in Ephesians chapter 5, there are three verses that I think are very profound in what the writer is trying to communicate to us as believers, starting in verse 22. He says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. So there are three short but important verses that help us to be in alignment with Christ. See, and I, I don't want the men to think here that this is just for the ladies because you got to remember that he is speaking about Christ and the church and the roles that we play as individuals. 
See, when we understand the importance of each other's role, we're more likely to place value on one another. Would you agree with that? When, when we see each other as important, we're more likely to place a higher value on that person. And I think that's what he's pointing to here. See, when we open our eyes and we gain an understanding of how important we are to God, then we can help each other fulfill the call that God has placed in our lives. We can help each other fulfill the role that God has given us and the things that he's asked of us. And we do that together, united as the body of Christ, together in faith, as one. Male, female, young and old. We are valuable to God. See, if we are to be joined together as the body, then we have to understand that alignment comes through submitting to Christ. Again, in verse 22, he says it like this. He says, wives, he says, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. See, submission is a, is a very strong word. See, in our culture today, we, we don't like to use strong words because we're easily offended, right? If, if someone were to tell you you were arrogant to something, you, you wouldn't like that. Or if you were ignorant to something, you really wouldn't like that because it's a very strong word. It speaks kind of loudly, and so sometimes it, it hurts us. But if we were to take the time to kind of understand the true meaning of some of these words and allow them to, to kind of apply to our lives, then we'd have a, a greater understanding of what God is trying to show us here as he tells us to submit as we submit to Christ. See, by definition, submission means to put others before yourself. It means not always doing what you want to do. It means putting God's desires above your own desires. See, and just previous to this, Paul tells us that husbands and wives are to submit to one another as they submit to Christ. See, there's this dynamic of our understanding that when we submit to one another, when we submit to God, we are putting his will before we put our will. We are putting the betterment of someone else before we put the betterment of our own selves. See, that's the true picture of submission. And truly, we shouldn't be offended by this word. If anything, we should pay attention to this word. Because Paul is trying to tell us and help us how to align ourselves through submission to Christ. I want to ask everyone in this room, did your life reflect True submission to Christ? Are you living every day in submission to Christ? So I know that's a, a tough dynamic. That's a tough thing to understand. But as we gain insight to God's word, as we gain understanding of the things that God has for us, as we read his word, the dynamic is that we have to submit to his word. We have to be willing to do the things that God is asking us by putting others before ourselves. See, Jesus teaches the disciples and he teaches us that if we want to be the greatest, we have to serve everybody. We have to be a servant in God's kingdom. And a servant puts the other person's needs in front of them. Servant doesn't put their own needs first. They don't prepare the meal for themselves and let the master eat later. 
No, they serve the master. They serve the head. And as wives, as you submit to your own husband, you do it as unto the Lord. You do it as unto Christ. You do it because Jesus is who you've submitted to first. See, submission is really a beautiful thing in God's kingdom. And the beautiful thing about it is that, that not only do, do we, are we expected to do it, but Jesus did it himself. See, Jesus models this for us. In Luke 22, verse 42, a profound but simple statement. Jesus says, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Did you catch that? He says, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. See, you will never put others before yourself if you haven't put Christ at the center of your life. See, Jesus models that. He, he put God first. He wanted to accomplish God's will. And in order to do that, Jesus had to serve others. Would you agree with that? That Jesus came and he served he lived a, a humble life. He did things that, that most of us would never dream of ever doing or even want to do. He gave himself in a way that showed us that servanthood is strength. Servanthood is something that comes through a deep, intimate relationship with God. See, not my will, but your will be done. No matter what. Jesus said, I will do the will of the Father, even in the moments that I don't want to, even in the moments where I'm struggling with it. And I, and I think that, that Jesus aligned himself with God. I, I think that Jesus did the things that he did in alignment with the will of God because he saw you and I. Because he knew the struggles that we would face. See, he did it so you and I would benefit he did it so that, that we would have grace. So, so that you and I would have hope in a hopeless world. I want to I turn your attention to the cross of Jesus Christ for a moment. Because I think that's a, a true picture of what submission looks like. So I want you to, for a moment, if you would, bear with me, just close your eyes. And, and the best that you can do, just picture the cross of Christ. And picture Jesus just hanging there for a moment. A broken body, tattered and worn, beaten on your behalf. Go ahead and open your eyes. See, I think more and more we should turn our attention to the cross. More and more we should gain a greater understanding of the gospel. Of what, what the good news truly means. And what Jesus did. And how he submitted and sacrificed for you and I. And this goes to both men and women. See his submission to God is what makes the difference in our lives today. See Jesus knew he had to submit to the will of God. He knew that the eternal value of what needed to happen. Was that he needed to be fully submissive to God, even unto death. See, if you truly want God's will and not your own, then know that alignment comes from seeking after 
Jesus Christ. In verse 23, it says, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body and is himself its savior. Ladies, I want to ask you a question. I want you to give me a little bit of grace when I ask this. Because I think it's something that, that, that you kind of need to be honest with yourself. Is there anything in your life right now that is hindering you from seeking after Christ? From pursuing a deep, intimate relationship? Is there anything in your life that, that is a hindrance for you in that? And I'm not saying let's blame somebody or let's put fault on somebody or something. Thing. I, I'm saying be honest with yourself and say, am I using or finding excuses or reasons for not being fully submitted to Jesus Christ? By putting him as the head of my life. And I ask this because a lot of times for, for us men, pride is a big thing. But I think for women... At the same time, pride is equally a menace in your life as it is for men. See, the Bible speaks very loudly in the dynamic and understanding our pride. And it speaks both to men and to women. And I, and I say that because a lot of times, even as ladies, you can use things as your excuse for not doing the things that God has asked you to do. So you can allow, well, my husband doesn't do this, so I don't do that. My, my kids are, you know, they're this reason or that reason, so I, I don't know that I should be doing that either. See, if we are going to align ourselves with the things of God, align ourselves and be a healthy church, then, then we need everybody, both male and female, to align themselves with God's will without having or using those excuses for not doing it. Yeah, I know I've told you this before, and I may have said it one too many times, but, but I'm responsible to you and not responsible for you. And the same thing goes for you. You're responsible to me to point me to Jesus, to point your husband to Jesus, to point your kids to Jesus, but you're not responsible for them. So you put it in their hands and you let them make the choice, just like Jesus has put it into our hands and we let them make the choice. But what I see happens more than often is that, that we let these hindrances or these things, and forgive me if, if you think I'm calling your children or your spouse a hindrance because I'm not. I'm just saying we're, we're, it's too often that, that we use these things as our excuse not to align ourselves with God's will. I, I can't speak towards your heart, but I, but I can speak towards the fruit of the church because the fruit is evident in regards to how we live our lives as the body of Christ. The fruit is evident in regards to the things that, that are shown to the world. Now, if we're not in line with the will of God, if we're not seeking after the will of God, if we haven't put God first, Jesus, a husband, and then a wife, if we have not aligned ourselves in that way, the fruit will be evident. People around us will see that we're out of alignment because our lives will reflect that. Our lives will reflect that, that we've placed others or things higher in a greater place than we've placed God. See, and that's the heart of it. The question is, have we put things before God? Have we put our spouse before God? Have we put our kids before God? Have we allowed them to become our God? 
I want you just to chew on that this week. I want you just to think about that. Because right now you might not think that, be, that, that that's the case. But may, maybe God might show you that, that he needs to be the center. That he needs to be the one that you're leaning on. See, because again, he says, the husband is head of the wife, even as Christ is head of the church. See, his body, you and I, See, Jesus himself is our savior. And so we should put him as the head. We should make him as our, our, our focus. And we should seek to gain understanding of who he is. I think in 1 Corinthians eleven three, 3, Paul just kind of nails this for us. He explains it so clearly. He says, but I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ. The head of a wife is her husband. And the head of Christ is God. Did you catch that? God, Jesus, husband, wife. See, that's being in alignment with God. But again, sometimes those words, sometimes those things can kind of throw us and confuse us. See, God's not trying to, to say there's a greater than or a less than. God's just saying there's an alignment. There's an understanding of, of how I want my, my perfect will to be lived out. See, Jesus understood that. You and I as men, we, we need to understand that. Ladies, you have to understand that and move towards being in alignment with God. Even Paul says, I want you to understand this. See, the better, the better we are in regards to how we understand this, the, the more we understand what God's will is in our lives, the better, I think, we'll love each other as the church. Would you say that's true in your life? The more you love Jesus, the more you love your spouse, the more you love people. This last week, God really convicted me in some ways. And uh, I shared it this morning with our, our worship team, but I wanted to share it with you just briefly here and just tell you, how, how do you see one another? When you look around you at this church, when you, when you look at other brothers and sisters of Christ, how, how do you see each other? Now, now I'll tell you, because uh, we are the church and we are human, I will tell you, we, we all have warts. Not literal awards, but, but we all have brokenness. We all have sin. We all have things that we struggle with. Would you agree with that? Yeah? We're in an imperfect place, right? We're in an imperfect body of believers. Now, when you, when you look at the church, when you look around you, do you see those warts? Or do you see God's grace? And I was challenged this week to stop seeing the warts. And look for where God's at work. And I would encourage you as the church. If you seek after. If you fully submit to Jesus Christ. If you seek after. And align yourself with Christ. I'd encourage you. We're, we're more apt or more likely. To see the grace. In people's lives. Than the warts. But when we're out of alignment. When we're not walking with Christ. When we're not letting the, the power of God's spirit lead us and guide us, then I, then I think we're just going to focus in on the warts. 
We're going to just look at everybody else's sin because our sin is so ugly that we don't want to look at it. So we, we need to look at other people so that we make ourselves feel better. See, and that's what God is trying to tell us here. As, as we align ourselves, we'll love each other better. I'm going to repeat this passage because I think it speaks so loudly. Ephesians 4, 15 and 16. He says, rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ from whom the whole body, every one of us joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in what? Love. See, when we stop paying such close attention to the warts, and we start paying attention to where God is at work in each other's lives, and we kind of focus in on those dynamics, and we gain a greater understanding of how we can help and how important our role is, I think the more apt we are to be fully submitted to Christ. See, our lives should be a reflection of who Jesus is. The understanding of how important you are to me and how important I am to you in reflection to God's kingdom should move us to seek more after God and discover all that he has for us. See, when the body is healthy, we are more likely to experience the following, which is simply alignment comes through unity. Would you agree with that? When the church and the body is functioning well, alignment is more apt to happen. Verse 24, he says, Now as the church submits to Christ... So also, wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Do you read that first part there? It, it speaks towards togetherness. It tells us that, that as the church, we are to lead by example. See, there's something important for every one of us in this verse. It's not just focused in on the ladies. And I think we should pay close attention to it. And we should seek to apply it as a whole. See, the church, everyone, male and female, young and old, should be in full submission to Christ. And I think this means you. See, the church isn't a building. The church is a people. Every person that has given their life, put their faith in Jesus Christ, that moment you become part of the body. You become the church. You have been adopted into God's family. And together, as we align ourselves, as we move towards a greater understanding of who Jesus is, we become united. We, we become a, a, a body that functions properly. See, Paul is bringing it together for, for all of us, both male and female. He tells us that we should submit in unity. It's a together thing. It's not just for women. It's not just for children. It's not just for men. It's something that is expected from everyone who has put their faith in Jesus Christ. I want to ask you this morning, do you, do you agree with that? Do you, do you agree that, that you play an important part in unity in the body? And that that part is, is just by simply submitting yourself unto Christ? being a fully 
submitted believer, whether you're male or female. See, he says it here very clearly. Now, as the church submits to Christ, as the church models this, wives, you also should submit everything to your husbands. Romans chapter 12 Verses four and five remind us, reminds us of the importance that we have as male and female. He says, for as in one body, we have many members and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Well, here's how I want to close our time together. Ladies, Again, I want to remind you how important you are to us. Ladies, your role in God's kingdom is eternal. The dynamic of of you being healthy spiritually will make the difference of whether or not the body as a whole will be healthy spiritually. And I want to remind you that, that your role in that is so important. It's so critical Your willingness to submit to Christ is what will help us to become more submissive in our own lives. And for the rest of us, we have to realize that we play an important part in that. Our support and our encouragement for the ladies in our church, the dynamic of of being responsible to them and pointing them to Jesus and encouraging them and walking with them and lifting them up, holding them up with value and esteem, is critical to the body. It's eternal. See, God put us together to help one another, to serve one another, to put each other before we put ourselves, to do the things that God has asked us to do. But we have to remember as members, we don't all have the same function. But as members, we all have a responsibility. Amen? I'm going to close with Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, and then we're going to pray together. Paul says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ. You are a new creation. Align yourself with God. Put him at the center of your life. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much this morning for your word. And our, our, my prayer this morning, Father, for, for myself and for every person in here is that our eyes would be open to the things that you have for us, Father. That, that the clarity of the word that you've given us this morning would just penetrate our hearts. And Father, the value that you've placed on us as individuals, Father, would be the same value that we place on each other. Father, that we would see one another through your eyes. And as we submit unto you, Father, we would submit unto one another. Father, that we would seek to honor you by by honoring each other, by putting each other's needs before our own needs. Father, I thank you so much for the ladies in the church, young and old. I thank you for for their lives and the role that they play in my life, in our life as the body of Christ. Father, I thank you so much for 
everything that you're doing and how you are at work in every person's life. Father, I truly believe with all of my heart that there is something that you want us to discover. There is something that you want for our lives. Father, but our part is just to simply allow you to work. To simply to, to pay attention to where you are at work and to, to just join in, Father. To go there and to be bold and take a step of faith to, to encourage one another, to love one another, to support each other. But I, I pray that, that you would give us the strength and the wisdom to, to take our eyes off the warts. Father, that we would focus in on the grace. And discover where, where, where the person sitting next to me is, is, is at in their life, in their walk with you, where you are at work with them and the things that you are doing in their lives, Father. And as a friend to them, as a brother to them, that we would, we would come together in unity of the body out of love to encourage one another, to support one another, and to continue to, to point each other to you, Father. Father, you are our God. You are the head of this body. You are our God. You are everything. And we look to you and we trust you with this. Father, we believe in you. We thank you. And we do it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. And we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio, and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.